Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're delighted that you have joined us today. Is Boris Johnson the Antichrist? That's what we're talking about in today's program. We are taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love for you to join us. Boris Johnson, Doug, is the Prime Minister of the UK. He's the leader of the Conservative Party there. And uh, just last week, I believe it was, he suggested that the best way to unite Europe was by recreating the Roman Empire mm. or the Holy Roman Empire. That's very interesting, is it not? That's something End Time's been talking about. Uh, we've been teaching here for decades that yeah. just before the second coming of Jesus, the Holy Roman Empire would be revived. Yes, we have been talking about it. And that. we believe that it has happened. Mm-hmm. And here Boris Johnson is talking about it as well. Yeah, pretty interesting in it, Vince. I think so. Yeah. So how in the world does this connect Bible prophecy? And then it also poses the question, if he's building this government, now obviously he's not talking about a peace treaty yet, right? but does that mean he's the Antichrist? Well, I mean, he's actually coming from the right area, so we know that. And what's really cool about it, Vince, is you're right. We have been talking about this for decades. Um, This is something that a lot of um, other prophecy teachers don't really line up with our teaching on this. They don't believe that. Uh, But we have some scripture that we'll talk about where we get this from and and, uh, why we believe that the Antichrist will come from a revived Holy Roman Empire. And Vince... I just want to say that we know that the Holy Roman Empire was revived already, actually, with the formation of uh, the European Union. Because at the Lisbon Treaty, when these countries all signed into that Lisbon Treaty, this brought those nations back together. And they've been unified kind of under the flag of the EU for quite a while. And so uh, the, the thing about this, we have Brexit has happened, right? So Britain has pulled out of Um, the European Union, but they're still very much a part of the area. And and to have uh, Johnson talk about this and to say that this would help uh, the uh, circumstances there in Ukraine and other places where we've got some conflicts going on and this would unify Europe and bring them together, make them stronger. uh, It's very interesting. So uh, it's going to be, I think, a great show. Yeah, and we do have a uh, link that's very helpful when you're trying to consider um, what the Bible says the characteristics of the Antichrist will be. It's simply endtime.com slash Antichrist. We've got 50 characteristics of the Antichrist there, and you can go there and read more. We're not going to cover them all today, but we are going to talk a little bit about it because it's interesting how Boris Johnson lines up with this, isn't it, Doug? It's very interesting, yes, sir. I mean, you know, we we do different, we've had different people that we've talked about could possibly be the Antichrist. Um, And some of them line up better than others. I don't know how great Boris Johnson's going to line up with all those, but for the very fact that he talks about uh, the revived Roman Empire here, and he talks about bringing that back together. That's that's kind of an important detail. So. Well, let's talk about a few people real quick, if you don't mind. Okay, sure. Um, is President Barack Obama the Antichrist? Oh, Any, anytime we talk about the Antichrist, somebody throws his name in the mix. Yeah, they always like to do that. And so 
their argument is because we say, well, he's not really from the Holy Roman Empire, the revived Holy Roman Empire. He's not from Europe. He's not from that area. Well, you know, there's the controversy of, well, he's really from Kenya. He's not from Hawaii and things like that. Well, we don't have proof of that. Um, I mean, I, I don't have hard evidence about that. I just know that that's a, a rumor, a, a conspiracy theory, that he uh, is, wasn't really a U.S. citizen. However, he was a U.S. president. Now, uh, because of the fact that he is from the United States and was a United States president, we don't see him rising up and becoming the Antichrist. Is he Antichrist? Yes, he is very Antichrist. He's against a lot of the things that uh, the Bible teaches. And he even uh, has said that he thinks the most beautiful sound is the Muslim call to prayer and made several statements about his Muslim upbringing. So um, I just do not believe that he fits the Which bill. Which he does say he's a Christian now. Yes, he does. Not a Muslim. Right. But either way, there's several characteristics of the Antichrist that he doesn't align with. So therefore, our stance is President Obama cannot be the Antichrist. Right. How about Donald Trump? Donald Trump, another one that we do not believe can be the Antichrist. Same reasons. Yeah. Joe Same Biden. Reason. Same reasons. Elon Musk. Uh, you know, Elon is an interesting character, but I don't believe that he lines up to be the Antichrist as well. So, so we've eliminated all those guys. There's got to be someone else out there that is pop. Who do you hear frequently that, well, that, that's not a candidate? That's not a candidate. Yeah, because we hear Emmanuel Macron, and we can't rule him out. Right. But there's others that we hear frequently as well. Yeah, so uh, Klaus Schwab is another one that Indeed. we don't believe that he is because he's not really a political figure. He's just uh, the head of the World Economic Forum. and Prince uh, William, we did that one before, right? Uh, we've no, we did Prince Charles. Prince Charles, okay. yeah. Now, Prince Charles could be, uh, you know, he could be a candidate, uh, kind of like Emmanuel Macron and uh, like... Uh, the British Prime Minister here. And also, uh, you know, one that is a possibility is Tony Blair. He's still not out of the running. He's getting older and he's not as much in the political eye as he used to be, but he's still very much part of, uh, you know, uh, the upper echelon there that I could say. And he was at one time the Prime Minister as well of, of Great Britain. So, All right. Well, we're going to look at Boris Johnson more closely. Specifically, he's calling for the Roman Empire to be recreated. So it starts to sound antichrist-ish when you know what's coming according to Bible prophecy. So we're going to look into that story and look more at Boris and what the Bible has to say about the antichrist. I do want to make sure that you are aware it's July, which would have been Irvin Baxter's 77th birthday. And so we have a special campaign that we're doing this month only uh, we have several life-changing deals that is available to you. We have Irvin's Last Words package, which is um, um, it's available for a donation of any amount. Some people have given $5 for it. Some people have given $500 for it. It's available this month only for a donation of any amount. However, there's only 350 of those available. So you can go to endtime.com slash birthday. That's one of the deals there. Another one is the Revelation package, which includes the DVDs and the book. And so if you can get volume one and or volume two. Uh, normally $299, a donation of $299. It's now available for a donation of $150. And there's several other, other packages there 
that you can look at endtime.com slash birthday, or you can call us at 800-END-TIME, and someone on the phone will be able to help you with that. Again, we are going to take your calls today. We'd love to hear from you. Is Boris Johnson the Antichrist? Maybe you have a better candidate. Let us know. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at End Time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to End of the Age. We are taking your calls, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Don't forget to go to endtime.com slash events. Dave will be in Bullard, Texas, and I think a week and a half or so. So if you're in that area, I've never heard of Bullard, Texas, Doug, have you? Yes, it's actually out close to where I live. Okay. It's about 40 minutes from my house. There you go. So south of, the, it's about probably 20 minutes south of Tyler, I think. All right. Well, if you're in the, I guess it's the Tyler Microplex, is that what they call it? Yes. There Pretty you go. Good. If you're in that area, uh, come on out to Bullard. We'd love to meet you in time.com slash events for additional details. Um, so, yeah. Also, if you're on YouTube, Doug and I were just talking about this before the show. Uh, you know, we have close to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. We have several hundred thousands of people that follow us on Facebook. Unfortunately, when we go live, very few of you get uh, uh, notification on that. Uh, so, so one way you can try to ensure that you do is by hitting the follow button on Facebook. And on YouTube, you hit the bell and set the reminder there. So, um you know, right now there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands on Facebook missing out on the notification. And so we want to make sure that you get notified for some reason. Uh, Facebook blocks some people from seeing it. There's a lot to be said there. We've talked about it 
many times in the past. We won't get into it today. But nonetheless, be sure to hit the subscribe button um, and hit the bell on YouTube to make sure you get notified when we go live. All right, Doug, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson wants to recreate the Holy Roman uh, Empire. Uh, His vision of the Roman Empire, this is an article that came out of Israel, 365 News, his vision of the Roman Empire is the 21st century is based on a partnership that included Turkey and the North African states. At the NATO summit in Madrid last month, he told reporters that this would be based on the Mare Nostrum. Is that how you say that, Doug? Yeah. It's Latin, and I have no idea what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Can you help help us out? Well, it's actually uh, referring to the Mediterranean Sea. It's the body of water that belongs uh, to a single nation or is mutually shared by two or more nations. So they're just talking about the Mediterranean Sea when they include that region. So, okay. Yeah, that's what that's talking about. It would have been pretty easy to say that re- that that region of the Mediterranean Sea, but it's all good. Right. It's you know. How do you say it? Do you know? I the the word you just Mare Nostrum. Yeah, I think that's how that you say it. Sounds good. Yeah. It is uh, unless you're from there, and then you're mad that I'm saying it wrong. Well, it is interesting we are in Texas. to note <laughs> that 19th century Italian nationalist fascists used the term to describe Italy as the successor state to the Roman Empire. The term was again taken up by Benito Mussolini for use in fascist propaganda in a similar manner to Adolf Hitler's Lebensraum system of colonialism. Johnson's plan was in contrast to the European political community presented by France's president, Emmanuel Macron. Interesting, these two get mentioned in the same article. Happens frequently, but... And just real quick... Uh, you remember what that was, that European political community, what that was. Remember how they talked about some of the nations that were larger nations of the EU and how those were like the member states that were pulling like the financial weight of the EU and everything. So they talked about, well, we could include these smaller countries that didn't necessarily want to be under the full control of the EU, but we can reach out to them and make them part of this. And it's all part of Macron's uh, unity there of the uh, the coalition of strength that he calls it where he wants a military power there within Europe and he wants to include uh, the Ukraine in this as well so that's part of what that is uh, I know some people that when they hear the European political community they may be going what are you talking about yeah uh, so I just want to clear that up because that's something he's been working on for several years now Okay. The article goes on to say, though Britain left the European Union in 2020 in a move known as Brexit, some European leaders feel Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February has created a greater need for unity in the face of a common threat. A parallel organization would enable Britain to join without re-entering the EU. Johnson and Macron had an opportunity to discuss their divergent visions at the G7 summit in Germany last week. Emmanuel has an idea which I actually claim paternity of this idea, Mr. Johnson said. I had this idea back when I first became foreign secretary. My view is that we should rebuild the whole concept of, so I think that Turkey should be here. I think that Maghreb, now what's Maghreb, Doug? That's actually parts of Africa. So it's like the north and the northwestern uh, areas in Africa between the Atlantic Ocean and Egypt. So I only know that, that because I looked it up before the program. <laughs> so he thinks that Turkey and some parts of northern Africa 
should be there as part of this Roman Empire. Yeah. And I think, he goes on to say, and I think we should basically be recreating the Mare Nostrum of the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. That's basically what I think. Of course, Ukraine, Turkey, Maghreb, there's got to be a role for all of us in a wider conversation about issues that affect all of us. There's a role for, I think, Turkey is crucial. I think the North African literal is also a very important area for the wider European debate. Israel, come on. Yeah. What's he saying there? Uh, well, he's talking about Israel even being part of that. But, I mean, the thing about it is the important thing that's here to mention was, of course, you know, Israel was under the Roman government at one time, but they were under siege from the Roman government. Uh, if you remember, that's who uh, we know takes credit for destroying the Second Temple. You know, there's a big archway there in Rome, the Titus Arch, where it shows Titus marching triumphantly into the city with the menorah from the Second Temple. And we know that Rome actually destroyed the temple in 70 AD. Uh, one of the interesting things there, Vince, is when we mention Turkey, because uh, there's a lot of people who uh, claim that they believe that the Antichrist will come from Turkey. So Turkey being included in this is very interesting because they also control the Ataturk Dam, which is a way that the um, Euphrates River can be dried up to allow the kings of the north to invade into Israel. So we know that's in prophecy. And Pastor Baxter talked about it many times about that Ataturk Dam, that they can shut the waters off and actually dry up the Euphrates River. So it's interesting that Turkey is included in this because they were part of the original Holy Roman Empire. Um, I don't know, I've, I've read, I don't know a lot about it, but I have read that a large part of the uh, force that came in to destroy the temple were Turkish soldiers under the Roman command of Titus. So it's interesting that he's talking about this again uh, because we, we often see history repeat itself. Indeed. Is, now, Boris Johnson's not Turkish. No. He's European. He's actually British. So, so, so the thought here is that... yeah. He could potentially be forming the government that the Antichrist, I guess, is a ruler of before going into world power. Yes, or absolutely. Or kind of all in the same time frame. Yeah. If, he's, if he is Turkish. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know that um, that's where the Antichrist will come from. We just know that he's going to come up out of those ten kings. And like I said before, we'll get into those scriptures in a moment and kind of explain that so people kind of understand where we're going with this story today and why it is so crucial. All right. The article continues to say Johnson has compared his country to the Roman Empire on several occasions. Last year, he blamed the fall of the Roman Empire on uncontrolled immigration, adding that the same problem was to blame for the current global warming, a problem which threatened to return the world to the Dark Ages. Yeah, so it's interesting there. We kind of have an uncontrolled immigration problem going on in this country right now. Yeah, that's happening in a number of places. Yeah, and so this is uh, interesting coming from... Is that why it's so uh, hot here right now? <laughs> I don't know. It may be. We've got so many people just... So playing. crowded, yeah. it warms it up. Well, you know what it's like in a crowd, especially in July in Texas, so uh, not very comfortable at all. But we do My have... My chickens a- <laughs> are loving the heat. I lost a chicken to a heat stroke. Uh, it's hot. Yeah. Well, they lost 3,000 head of cattle to a supposed heat stroke, too. So, uh, 
we we do have a video. I, I would like to show the video because it's interesting where uh, this video is is uh, shot and where they're standing while they're having this interview. So if we could show that video right now, it's um, going to be interesting when you see where they are. You said these days ahead of us. Uh, you've talked about them as if they're a sort of date with destiny, but you've also talked about them as a way station. Which is it? Well, it's both. Because unless you can, unless you can make sure at COP next week in Glasgow uh, that we, we keep alive this prospect of restricting the growth in the temperature of the, of the planet, then we really face a, a, a real problem for, for humanity. And uh, I think I, on, the, on the plane yesterday, I, I, I tried to suggest to you that you know, civilization could go backwards and, and history could go into reverse. And here we are, Gary, uh, in, the, in the Colosseum of, uh, of Vespasian. Uh, the, the Roman Empire, uh, they weren't expecting it, went into a, a, a reverse. And, things, and, and, and we had a, a dark ages. When the Roman Empire fell, uh, it was largely as a result of uncontrolled immigration. People, uh, the, the empire could no longer control its borders. Well, People came in uh, from uh, the east and all over the place. And, and we went into a dark ages, or Europe went into a dark ages used another... that lasted a very long time. And so my, the, point of, the anal- point of that yes. is to say that it can happen again. People should not be so conceited as to imagine that history is a, is a one-way ratchet. So, does the Bible say anything about hairstyle? Because that kind of stood out to me. <laughs> I don't think that that is one of the characteristics of the Antichrist. I don't <laughs> think it says anything about his hairstyle. That might put Donald Trump back into the running, but... It's uh, not in there, so we no, can't go with it. No, we can't. Right. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> that's interesting because he does have quite the hairstyle. But so <laughs> kind of looks like what mine used to look like in high school. Yeah. Believe it or not. Really? It's pretty wild. Wow. Yeah. All right. I've tamed it down quite a bit these days. You have. You've gotten quite the grip on it there. <laughs> All, right. All right. So anyway, the, the important thing about this or, or the significance of where they were, of course, is the Colosseum in Rome. These are interesting things because uh, we know what the Bible says about Rome and specifically the Vatican and the role that Rome and the Vatican will play in the end time. Uh, we'll, we're going to probably not get into that part of it today, but we've talked about it before. And so uh, if people wanted to look into that about what we teach about that, you can look at um, Mystery Babylon, Who Is It? We have that on our website uh, where you could go there and just search Mystery Babylon. And we have a couple of articles that come up that explain uh, why we believe uh, Mystery Babylon and Rome line up with each other. But it is interesting that he's standing there in the Colosseum and he's talking about some things like the current global warming. So we know that this is the next big thing that was going to be pushed uh, is the global warming and the dangers of global warming. Here in this, um, in this state alone, just we're getting into July and every July, uh, with the exception of maybe one or two that I can remember since I've been a kid, we always hit the 100 degree mark for several days. Well, if you listen to our local weather people as they're giving the forecast, they talk about, boy, this is record-setting heat. I grew up 
during a time when we had like 113 degrees. You're not going to be one of those like guys. 30 though, days. Yes, Back when I'm, I was a kid, we I'm had that, revival every day. I'm that guy. Okay. Uh, I am in my 50s now, Vince, so I've reserved That's the true. right to, to be able to, to be like a dad okay. and say, boy, we sure didn't need this rain. <laughs> <laughs> so when we look at that, it's always hot here, but they'll take that and they'll run with it because they are pushing this agenda. And you remember when we did the uh, the story about uh, the news agency that went in and kind of showed what they did with the COVID numbers in CNN. They did an undercover camera. Um, I can't remember the name of the news organization that did that, but we showed the hidden video that they had. And what did that guy say? He said, we pushed the numbers for COVID and got everybody afraid and, and pushed that fear. Well, then they asked, well, what do you think is going to be the next big thing you're going to push? And he said, probably global warming. So now we're seeing this big push for global warming. And that's what these G, uh, you know, 20 summits and all these different summits they go to. He just talked about COP in that interview. And that is uh, basically that's the U.N.'s climate control uh, summit that they come to every year. So they're going to have this big summit about uh global warming next and of course he's saying that you know that was part of why uh they could fall again europe could fall again is because of this global warming crisis so anyway once again they're kind of pushing an agenda here doug um, a rabbi rabbi pinchus winston he's a prolific end of days writer he weighed in on this uh, information that boris johnson shared regarding the roman empire um, he said, in Jewish tradition, Rome is associated with Edom, the nation that descended from Esau, the son of Isaac and the brother of Jacob. Additionally, Edom has been associated with the Catholic Church, which was centered in Rome. He went on to say, even though England was under Roman rule, its origins are in Germany. Now, is that... I don't know that I've ever heard us talk anything about that. Well... The one thing that we talk about when we talk about the the Catholic Church and everything and, and the uh, the rule that Europe kind of fell under is the very first Holy Roman Empire, the first emperor of the Holy Roman Empire was Charlemagne. Uh, and so he was a dramatic, or how do you say it, dramatic? <laughs> He was a German <laughs> ruler. And so now we have, like, you know, we have the... Um, Charlemagne building. We have Charlemagne on their coins in the EU. So it's a big deal. And um, so that's kind of what this rabbi is pointing back to, the history of it. And he has a number of interesting comments that we'll get to on the other side of the break. I do want to remind you that um, you can join us on the air. The number to call is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Also, don't forget about our campaign this month. You can go to endtime.com slash birthday to celebrate Irvin Baxter's legacy with us here at End Time. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, 
and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Novell. We have some open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Don't forget to share this video if you're on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, send somebody a link if you're on End of the Age Plus. Uh, you can help us get the word out by sharing and commenting and even hitting the heart icon as opposed to the thumbs up. It goes a long way in getting the word out. Uh, we were talking about the story where Boris Johnson is wanting the Roman Empire to be recreated, or I guess we could safely call it the Holy Roman Empire. Yeah. Um, and he refers to it similarly to what we do as well. It's just, I guess, some different language there even though it's essentially one and the same. But Rabbi um, Pinchus Winston from, uh, let's see, I don't know where he's from. He commented on Boris Johnson's uh, comments stating that um, English is a Germanic language, not a Romance language, but even Germany saw itself as the inheritor of the title of the Roman Empire. He's talking about how um, England was under the Roman rule and its origins are in Germany. He goes on to say, but even Germany saw itself as the inheritor of the title of the Roman Empire. The Nazis referred to themselves as the Third Reich, as the presumed successor of the medieval and every modern Holy Roman Empire of 800 to 1806 and the German Empire of 1871 to 1918. Now, Doug, why is that important to us? Well, that's important to us, Vince, because of... Uh you know, Daniel chapter 7 where it talks about the leopard having four heads. Uh, we believe that the leopard is the um, symbolized beast or animal representation of Germany. And if you look in the dictionary, it is one of the unofficial symbols of Germany is the leopard. In Daniel chapter 7, the leopard has four heads. And we believe because of scripture uh, that each time that that um, beast has risen or fallen it's received a head to rule over itself and so when we look at this seeing that germany has had uh three reichs up till now once the berlin wall came down germany was reunified now we're in that fifth i mean sorry fourth uh reich so the fourth reich now is where we are with germany it was reunited it's come back stronger than ever and so that's um very important to see that germany has risen to a fourth time and is very powerful once again and will be the heart in the center of this Holy Roman Empire once again. Very interesting. Uh, the rabbi goes on to say, because they are Edom, England has a tendency to hate Jews and like Arabs. He noted that all of Britain's Jews were expelled in, in 
1290 by an edict that was not rescinded until 1655. Blood libels which falsely accused Jews of murdering Christian boys in order to use their blood in the performance of religious rituals originated in the 12th century England. One of the worst anti-Semitic massacres of the Middle Ages took place in York in 1190. The city's entire Jewish community was trapped by an angry mob inside the Tower of York Castle. Many members of the community chose to commit suicide rather than be murdered or forcibly baptized by the attackers. Imperialism is anti-Bible, Rabbi Winston said. If you believe in the world to come in God's judgment, you wouldn't endanger that by cruelly conquering others. But if you don't believe in the world to come, then you would try to take a bigger part of this world. And that's going to be a big deal as well, Vince, because we know that there's another Jewish Holocaust coming. That's going to be during the time of the Great Tribulation. And Matthew 24, 15 through 21 describes that. So this anti-Semitic uh, rise will, will come again. And it's happening more and more in Europe now. We hear about it uh, really not just Europe but around the world. Uh, at the last general conference we were at, uh, Landon and I met a couple from uh, Jerusalem actually. And they were so excited that end time loved uh, Israel and loved the Jewish people so much because they said it's not so much like that all over the world where they go. And so it was nice to see an organization that loved the Jewish people and gave back to the Jewish community. So uh, they were excited to, to meet us and talk to us there. All right. How does all this tie into Bible prophecy? We're going to get into that. But first, we're going to get to the phones. You can join us at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Let's go to Sean in Wisconsin. Sean, welcome to End of the Age. Yes, um, I'm just wondering now, with, with this Antichrist uh, coming up, uh, how long do you think it will be until we know who it is? Well, that's a great question, Sean. Um, the, the scriptures tell us that the Antichrist will re, be revealed in the middle of uh, the final seven years. So we know that we're not in the middle of the final seven years right now, but that doesn't mean that the Antichrist is not on the earth at this time. So the way that we understand it from Scripture is there's going to be a peace agreement with Israel and the Palestinians that will allow Israel to have access to the Temple Mount. On uh, that Temple Mount, they will have their third temple. They'll start their animal sacrifices again. And the Bible says in the midpoint of that final seven years, so three and a half years into that final seven years, that the Antichrist will stand up and declare that he's God. He'll stop the animal sacrifices. And that happens in the middle of that seven years. So at this point, we're at least seven years away. I mean, three and a half years away, I can say, because we haven't gotten into that final seven years. So when we see that peace agreement come about and we see that Israel's able to build that third temple, then we're going to know that we're in that area where he'll be revealed when he stands and makes himself uh, God there in the Temple Mount. Okay, that answers my question. Thank you very much. All right, thank you, Sean. Thanks, Sean. So, Doug, remind us, the final seven years, we know when that'll begin because it's a big event. Yes. Or is it? It is. And it's a huge event. And that's in Daniel 9.27 where it talks about the confirmation of the covenant. We've talked about that before. To confirm means to make stronger or agree with. There's already a peace deal going on that you know was set during the Trump administration that now the Biden administration is also trying to build on. 
And uh, some news that I read today, it looks very hopeful uh, that Saudi Arabia will uh, pretty soon be part of that deal, which is going to be a, a big uh, circumstance there because Saudi Arabia controls so much of the Middle East and the oil there. They're a very powerful nation. And uh, to come in and to normalize an agreement with Israel can help pull some of these other Arab nations in and possibly force an agreement between the Palestinians and the uh, Israelis. And I also saw today, Vince, that um, Abbas's uh, health, Abbas, who is uh, the head of the Palestinian uh, people there, he is in very poor health, and they're talking about uh, looking for his uh, predecessor to come in and be able to take over if something were to happen to Abbas. So we could see a regime change there within the Palestinian Authority uh, very soon too. So it looks like things could be shaping up and lining up uh, for this to happen very soon, but we'll have to wait and see. So there's not a chance that this deal could happen in private. It's it's or it be. could it could happen and we don't and it's released without the full details. Right. That, so the, we may not know when it's signed. Exactly when it's signed, but it will be a big enough deal to where, I mean, this is a big deal. They've been talking about it well, for years They'll and start years constructing years. a temple. On yeah, the and we'll know for sure then. That'll be kind of a big yeah. deal. But you, you remember also, Vince, when they did the Abraham Accords, the first countries that signed on, they made a big deal out of it. There was mm-hmm. a news press about it. They had a signing right there. It was very public. Uh, and and so all the diplomats were there doing that. So it, it was a big deal. I believe that it will be a big deal still, especially if you can get the Palestinians and Israelis to line up on something there. That's going to be huge. Well, we heard about the Pope signing a seven-year deal. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance that's, that's the deal? No. It's interesting that it's a seven-year deal. It is interesting that it's a seven-year deal, but that lines up more with the, the whole Green Deal, the whole... Uh, you know, controlling the environment and, and reducing our carbon footprint and the, um, you know, the gases in the air and everything. That's more about what his uh, pact was to try to do. Uh, just because it's a seven-year deal doesn't make it that peace plan. That, that peace plan is going to have to be between the Palestinians and the Israelis. All right, got it. All right. Let's go to Pat in New Hampshire. Pat, welcome to End of the Age. Good afternoon. How are you gentlemen today? We're well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm a bit of a history nut, and I believe the term is Mare Nostrum, which means... Sounds a lot better than when I said it. (laughs) Ah, yeah. So that's what the Roman Empire used to consider the Mediterranean anyway. Um, It was here, see. But I don't see... Boris Johnson is the Antichrist for one particular reason. Um, the Antichrist is supposed to depose three other horns. Um, and also, isn't the Russian bear supposed to have three ribs in its teeth, which would make it more likely either Putin or his successor? Well, I mean, that's, that's a good point. Uh, the difference is... Because of the location of ribs and the location of the horns, uh, the horns on on this beast are going to be on its head because it has crowns on its horn. Ribs are on the side, so we don't believe that the ribs are the same thing as the horns. However, it, it could still be someone from Russia that rises up among uh, those ten kings that would be able to uh, subdue three of them. 
And so, uh, you know, you're you're correct in what you're saying. We're going to uh, possibly get into that scripture a little bit here in a minute and kind of explain what we're talking about there. But that's that's true. But we we do believe that those ribs are significant. Now, whether they've they've happened already or not, we don't know because uh, Russia has taken uh, some continents from China. I can't remember right now off the top of my head. Uh, what they were, but China has called them bones of contention. And uh, so it it could be that. It could be part of what's going on right now with the Ukraine even. We don't know for sure, but that is going to be something significant if it hasn't already happened in history. That's interesting. I believe Russia also took some territory from Japan, if I'm not mistaken. And you may be correct. Yeah, you may be correct in that. Oh, gosh, in the early 1900s. Okay, well, thank you very much, and you have a pleasant day. Okay, well, thank you, and thank you for giving us the correct uh, pronunciation (laughs) of that word. (laughs) Thank you. God bless. All right. Now say it, Doug. I can't say it, it, no. no, All right, we have a number (laughs) more calls. Um, We do have some open lines, though. You can join us at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We are up against a break here in just a moment. So I don't want to bring someone on and then uh, have to stop them. So we will wait until the other side of the break to start getting to calls. But if you want to be on the show, uh, call now. There's some open lines. Doug, how does this all tie into Bible prophecy? We've got several scriptures to read. I don't think we have time to read them all, but maybe we could get into some of that. Right. Well, we can just basically set it up. Daniel chapter 7 talks about these uh, the visions that Daniel had. He saw uh, these animal symbols, these beasts. He saw a lion with eagle's wings. We believe that the lion is Great Britain. He watched as the eagle's wings were plucked out of this lion and made to stand on two feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. We believe that's the United States of America. The bear, we believe, is Russia. The four-headed leopard, as I said before, was Germany. And this fourth kingdom that Daniel could not describe that had ten horns and great iron teeth this is that Holy Roman Empire that's been revived there. And so, uh, you know, we can talk about that a little bit more. We do have scripture to go into. I don't know where we are on time, but it looks like we're really close now. So. We're very close. Yeah. So we so, won't be able to get to all that. Right. So when we come back, maybe we can jump into a little bit of scripture. All right. We'll look forward to that. You can join us again at 877 time 877 8463. And don't forget to go to endtime.com slash birthday. This would have been Irvin Baxter's 77th birthday uh, here in July. And so we're celebrating that by offering some of his foundational content at a very discounted price. It's a life-changing deal. Go check it out today. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. 
Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We've got several scriptures to visit, but we do want to get to our callers as well. So let's go to Mary in Maryland. Mary, welcome to End of the Age. Hi, hi, gentlemen. How are you? We're well. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. God bless Erwin Baxter. Um, I just wanted to kind of run it by you. I feel the Antichrist will come out of Iran. They do carry black flags, and they believe in the Mahdi. Um, I would like to know what you think about that can take my my call off the air. All right. Thank you, Mary. Mary. Antichrist coming from Iran, Doug. Yeah, I, I don't believe that the Antichrist will come from there. One reason is because when we look at the Battle of Gog and Magog, Persia is definitely mentioned as coming down with Gog and Magog. Uh, as like a follow-along, not as a leader, not as, you know, the Antichrist coming from there. I would think that if the Antichrist came from Iran, that his force would be one of the main forces there instead of just kind of coming into there. Now, we also know, Vince, that Iran and Russia uh, and China have a huge pact together. And so uh, we believe that they will be very much involved also with World War III, Uh, Iran has threatened Israel more than once, um, and they are saying now that World War III would be uh, started if the Jews are allowed to pray on the Temple Mount. So I think that they'll be a bigger factor in World War III than they will at the Battle of Armageddon, and I don't see the Antichrist coming from there. One of the reasons is because, like we said before, it will be this revived Holy Roman Empire, and, and Iran is not mentioned as being part of that revived Holy Roman Empire. So Now, Mary mentioned that they have black flags. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the reference there. Do I, you... The only thing I know about the black flag is I believe that that's like a jihad flag. I, I don't know for sure, to be honest with you. I hadn't studied a whole lot about what the black flag means, but I, I think that that means that there, the holy war has been established when you fly the black flag, but I could be wrong on that. So. All right. Well, thank you, Mary, for your call. Sorry you didn't stick around to be able to uh, comment on the black flag and help, I guess, um, clarify your position on that, but... Uh, you've got Doug's take on it. Let's go to Joe in Texas. Joe, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, how are y'all doing? We're well. How are you, Joe? We're doing good. Uh, sure appreciate you guys. And Irvin, oh my goodness, changed my life 27 years ago. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Likewise. Hey, uh, I bought a Jewish Kumash, C-H-U-M-A-S-H. And it's like the first five books of the Bible with commentary by all these guys that are over the ages that are commenting on things. They always disagree with each other. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember it was like on page 1138. My son hated my two marshals. But uh, I think it's on 1138 or 1137 that they said, and it says in a couple different places, that they equate Rome with Edom. And I thought that that might make sense because... Uh, it keeps talking about Edom in the end times, and it's and I'm saying there really is no 
you know, I mean, there's Moab, you know, we know that there's Jordan in them, and, you know, but um, anyway, I think it's good. Uh, Rebecca, when she was having her babies, Jacob and Esau, Esau is Edom, mm -hmm. and the Jews say, the commentary says that uh, they believe that when Rome is strong, the Jews will be weak. When the Jews are strong, Rome will be weak. And they said, well, that's throughout history. I don't know that it is or not, but anyway, I'm just giving you my take, and I believe it's on 1138, or 1137, if I find it, I'll uh, send a comment to you. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it very much. God bless you. Doug, you have any commentary before we move on? Well, I mean, that's interesting because this rabbi said the same thing, yeah. uh, so, you know, that lines up with what Joe was saying there, but we also know that... Um, you know, the Holy Roman Empire will be a very big uh, part of the one world government because we know that the Antichrist will lead the political uh, party and the military and then the false prophet who we believe will come from Rome and be uh, the Pope, whoever the Pope is at the time that the Antichrist is revealed. Um, so in Revelation 17, we see that the woman there is Mystery Babylon, and she is riding on the back of that one-world government beast. And that lines up very much with the Holy Roman Empire being revived because they always had a political leader and a spiritual leader. All righty. Let's go to Randy in Arkansas. Randy, welcome to End of the Age. I've got, an, I've got a candidate for you for the Antichrist. All right. All right. Okay. He... he he uh, was born in Mombasa, Kenya, Africa. He lived in Hawaii, and for 23 years he lived in Chicago, Illinois. He became president of the United States prior, prior to uh, Donald Trump, and he's still living in Washington, D.C., directing the Biden administration right now and everything he's done for 18 months. His name is... Barack Hussein Obama. Remember that Obama name when it comes to candidates for the Antichrist. And take a look at him these days and see if you don't see what I'm talking about. Thank you very much, Randy. Have a good day. We have heard the Barack Obama mentioned before, and we talked about it a little earlier in the show. We know it won't be the last time. A lot of people do believe that. Um, of course, we provided our feedback on that. So thank you for your call, Randy. God bless you. Let's go to Gene in Texas. Gene, welcome to End of the Age. Hi, Vance. Hi, Doug. Hey, so, uh, I'm just going to mention Daniel 7-8. I love everybody else, but I uh, considered the horns of the hell there came up among them another little horn. Uh, yes. Sorry, I guess somebody's trying to call in. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I was getting a call. Uh Anyway, let me continue reading. Uh, it said, here, I'm reading Daniel chapter 7, verse 8. If you guys want to read it to clarify, that'll help. Okay. So Yeah, it goes on to say, Before yeah. whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, and behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man and a mouth speaking great things. Okay. And that's what we need to know. Out of the three, we would know those are the three ruling nations of the of the EU, the three great nations. Um, and this is why we consider Emmanuel Macron or Olaf Scholz or uh, who else is it? Uh, I'm just drawing a blank, but you guys tell me what you think and then, you know, and then tell, tell why, you know. What we think about what, Gene? Uh, I'm just trying to clarify. Like, 
why we suspect that the Antichrist, I don't say suspect, but why we believe that the Antichrist will come out of Europe. Okay, so you're asking why we believe that? No, 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 no. I just, I, I feel like there's always confusion with other, other people. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I and see so what you're saying. And so this is why we believe what we believe. Yeah, it's based absolutely. Based on the word. Yeah, and, and that's a very good point, and and that's exactly right. So one of the things that you know we also understand is that when you look in Daniel chapter two, that's where a big part of the the puzzle is at. Is actually in Daniel. Uh, chapter 2. And so when we look at that part, that's where we we understand more about it being a revived Holy Roman Empire. Uh, Because, you know, the legs of iron are the Roman Empire, but then it goes down into the feet, and the feet are iron mingled with clay. And so we have the... uh, the iron aspect, but we also have the clay, which is, you know, a symbolic of uh, the church. And so it says that during that time when those ten toes on this feet, those ten toes represent the same thing as the ten horns, and that during that empire is when uh, Jesus will come back and he will destroy this uh, world government and he will set up his kingdom that will last forever. And so... You know, that Daniel chapter 2 is, is a huge clue as well, but I understand exactly what you're saying because it's going yeah. to be out of that ten-nation union that will rule that this little horn comes up among. Right. I just, I, think, I feel like people always miss it. And it's like, guys, you've got to go back to the Word. Yeah, I just, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes, and sir. That's why I always follow you guys because you guys, where do you go? You go back to the Word. This is why we believe what we believe. Anyway. Yeah. Love you guys. <laughs> well, thank you, Gene. Appreciate it. Of course. All right, Doug. So let's look at some scriptures before we wrap up. We've got a few minutes here, and we did want to talk about some things. Now, in your responses to some people, you've covered what some of what we wanted to talk about. So right. please lead the way on the scriptures you'd like to discuss uh, to help clarify what Boris Johnson is doing with the Roman Empire and the rabbi's comments about what he's doing, how does all of that tie into Bible prophecy? What did the Bible tell us thousands of years ago before all this even came about to be looking for? Right, and so, you know, like I said just then, Daniel chapter 2 is a huge part of that because Nebuchadnezzar had the dream, and he had the dream about these empires that would come up. Daniel was able to interpret the dream and explain it to him. So those ten toes on the feet of iron mingled with clay are the same thing as these ten horns. But if you want to read Daniel chapter 7, verse 7 there, it's that fourth beast that will rise up in the time just before Jesus comes back. It's, After this I saw night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth, it devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that before it, and it had ten horns. Right, and so we just read that uh, verse 8 and talking about that a little horn will come up among those ten uh, and that he will uproot three of those kings and he will, uh, be, he will actually be the Antichrist. And the way we understand that, Vince, is because it's explained to us later in Scripture there. And uh, do you want to read starting in Daniel 7.23? I will try. All right. (laughs) Uh, 7.23 says, Thus he said, The fourth beast beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, 
and shall devour the whole earth, <coughs> and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. Okay, so the really beautiful thing about Daniel chapter 7, Vince, is that it gives us the picture of everything, and then it explains what we're seeing. So we don't have to interpret what those things are. It interprets it for us, just like the caller before was saying he loves that we go back to Scripture. So when we go back to that Scripture and we look at it, we see that this is going to be the Antichrist. And we also see that he makes war against the saints. Okay, the same depiction is given us in uh, Revelation 13, verses 5 through 7. It talks about the exact same thing. It talks about the Antichrist having a, a mouth that speaks blasphemies. And it talks about making war against the saints. So those scriptures let us know that the Antichrist is going to come out of this ten-nation union that we can prove is the Holy Roman Empire because of Daniel uh, chapter 2. And that the Antichrist has to come from there. So it all ties back to Boris Yeltsin, who is the Prime Minister of uh, Great Britain, saying, hey, we need a revived Roman Empire to come back to unite uh, Europe. So is Boris Johnson the Antichrist? He could be somebody we're going to have to keep a watch out for. We'll have to see what happens. I don't personally think that he is just by looking at him and kind of knowing a little bit about him, but he could be. Well, you know, that's one thing that I've always loved about End Time is that when we don't know, we say we don't really know. Yeah. And like like Gene said, we go back to the Bible. Don't forget, endtime.com slash birthday. Several life-changing deals available in honor of Irvin Baxter's birthday. Check that out and come back again tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.